this week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our discussion with the Hobart Sporting Car Club's Michael Ellis as we look at the fascinating Tasmanian North-South divide and how the club and motorsport in Tassie manages this very well-known rivalry. I hope you'll stay with us. And the club has got uh, uh, members with international prowess, uh, particularly in the officialing ranks with uh, Stephen Chopping, who is uh, obviously a second generation, not obviously, but he's a second yeah. generation member of the club. Yeah, so look, Steve Chopping's family is involved, just like my father and my grandfather, they were involved in the early days um, of motorsport in Tasmania. Um, Stephen himself, I think, started um, racing um, while while he was doing his studying for a law degree and and uh, from memory, um, he had a Formula 2 um, uh, open wheeler that he actually uh, raced quite successfully. And uh, then he moved on into to more the, the stewarding and ministering side um, with what it was then CAMS and then uh, Motorsports Australia and became a, um, an international uh, official um, for Motorsports Australia. Now with the Tasmanian Circuit Racing Championship kicking off in basketball, you have three rounds in the south and then three rounds up at Simmons Plains. We hear all the time that uh, AFL football can't get a team in there because the north and the south don't get along. How do you go with officialdom and, and motorsports relationship between the north and the south? Um, it, it, it's because of the parochialism in Tasmania. Sometimes it can be difficult, and that's parochialism not just for officials but, but for drivers as well. And there's certainly a, um, a lot of drivers who who um, will not support Simmons or not support basketball, not because they want to do it for uh, um, the other motives, but for the main fact that basketball raceway is a short track and it suits um, smaller horsepower cars and it brings them in line with the higher horsepower cars, whereas Simmons Plains is pretty much a horsepower circuit. And so if you've got a smaller car, then it's very, fairly hard on a small car as a circuit um, because of the long straight and what motor racing around us yeah yeah what has it been like over covid for motor racing clubs like the hobart sporting car club to keep yourself active and keep everyone in the club engaged um if we look at the basketball historics uh, last year we ran it and we ran it for the main reason and we knew that they were were in lockdown on the mainland and people couldn't come into the state but we ran it because we needed to continue momentum for motor racing and uh, and we did that uh, also over the last two years with the state series committing to six rounds and trying to shuffle those rounds around as much as what we could to actually keep that momentum going. It was difficult and still is difficult to work with crowd numbers and densities and uh, all, the, all the, the hoops that you've got to now put through within COVID, but we believe that um, by having 
people um, having track time. And one of the things that we're very proud of in any event that we run in Tasmania is the high volume of track time that people get um, compared to some of the mainland um, events. So track time is key. key. It's about getting the cars out and that's um, shown where we've got those 110, 115 cars um, um, running the first round uh, this coming weekend. Mm. And you can become a member of the Hobart Sporting Car Club quite easily these days through the electronic systems and through your website, hobartsportingcarclub.org. Yeah, so um, there's uh, the membership forms there, so um, it's it's quite a cheap uh, membership, and that membership also gives you a discount for um, private practice days, etc., and club events um, as as a competitor. Um, and so um, you can, these days you've got to be um, open to all um, areas for, so for people that are both um, paper-based or online and, and because we have some elderly members or quite a lot of elderly members in the club and so um, we accommodate uh, those different types of people that, that want to actually um, join the club. So if someone hasn't got availability of online, then they can contact the club um, via phone um, from the websites and then we'll actually arrange uh, for paper-based systems to be put out. And the club also administers the Baskerville Foundation. Yeah, so part of my... <laughs> Um, uh, with the basketball historics is that I actually um, was involved with uh, Peter Killick who um, started the Baskerville Foundation. That was a foundation set up to, with the main aim is to raise the money to resurface Baskerville Raceway um, and we're proud that it's over $700,000 that we spent on resurfacing the track. And in at the moment, including that seven hundred thousand, the Basketball Foundation has raised. I think it's about um, uh, one point four million dollars um, that's gone into Basketball to make sure that it's it's going to be a track that, that is in good condition and repair um, for amenities and the track surface into the future. And we saw that. You had a, a national racing series back there last year when the Australian Racing Group brought uh, the Trans Ams and a, and a whole bunch of other series down there. What is the the goal for the Baskerville circuit? Because obviously it's been doing uh, a fantastic job to help people get out on the track in Tasmania. But is there a, is there a bigger goal to uh, bring Baskerville, if you like, to the rest of the country and the world? Yes, um Basketball is a unique circuit and some people name it as the uh, Baby Bathurst and actually one of our officiados uh, in LJ XU1, he went to Bathurst with exactly the same setup in, in his Tirana um, and actually um, everyone was quite surprised on how quick he was around there and they said, what did, how did you know what to set it up? He said, I'm just set up for basketball. So uh, even though it's a little track, it's got some... Um, blind corners, hills, um, quite nice little straight areas and twisty parts. And so the circuit is a real driver's circuit. And, and I think once people actually drive it for the first time, it's um, it, it, it's one of those circuits that you just have to continue to work at to get the speed out of a car. One of the Tasmania's uh, finest uh, 
uh, race drivers out of Tasmania is John Bow, and John Bow has said that he has never done the perfect lap round Basketball Raceway yet, and uh, and he absolutely loves the circuit. So we are looking at not not bringing major events that that compete with other events around Tasma, uh, around Australia, but we're looking at doing one off events like we 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 did uh, last year and um, next year they uh, they ran at Simmons this year um, for the Tele Two cars etc. But they're actually going to next year try and commit again to a two weekend. Um, race series uh, at Simmons Plains in the following weekend of basketball. So that's the sort of thing that we'll be doing to actually continue to grow motorsport in the state. Well, Mike Ellis, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you and speak to you about the Hobart Sporting Car Club, and we wish you all the very best for success right throughout the 2022 season and beyond. Thank you very much. Inside Motorsport continues next week and we are going to continue our series at looking at clubs across Australia. If you've enjoyed this series and you're a member of a motorsport club that you'd like us to highlight, then feel free to contact us at info at sportradio.com.au and You can re-listen to this and any of the other programs on Inside Motorsport, Inside Supercars and a whole bunch more from the past 24 years, all at sportradio.com.au. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.